Welcome to the I Paint Ideas podcast, the show that takes you behind the art and deep inside the creative process. I'm your host, Dao. I'm a visual artist and the founder of the Dao Art Gallery. Today, I want to share with you some artistic trends I'm observing in my art and how I'm taking creativity to a whole new level. So in this episode, I will give you many examples of my work and I want to make sure that it's easy for you to find and see what I'm talking about. So all the links to the artwork are in the show notes and you can find the show notes at ipaintideaspod.com forward slash trends 2021. Before we dive in, I want to tell you how I started to analyze my art to even find these trends and themes that are showing up. When I was thinking about starting this podcast and I had a lot of ideas for how to share my art, I ran these ideas by my dear friend and trusted advisor. I don't remember exactly what I said to her, but she picked up on my apprehension about starting a project that potentially I wouldn't be able to have enough content to publish consistently. And that's because of the cadence of my painting. You see, I go through a completely intense periods of time that are super creative. I create a, a ton of art in a very short span of time. And then because I have to feel what I paint, I need time to recover. And then I don't make anything for a while. That was in the back of my head. So I was thinking about that and talking to her about it. And I wanted her feedback. She asked me point blank, are you afraid that you'll run out of juice as an artist? Are you afraid that you're going to wake up one day and that'll be it? You wouldn't have any ideas of what to paint. You wouldn't be able to paint at all. Are you afraid of that? Now, truth be told, I never thought about it. I always felt confident about my art from very early age without art school. And I just never, it never crossed my mind that at some point I wouldn't be able to make art. It would, it's part of me. It's what I do. To a certain degree, I took it for granted. So when she asked me that, I stopped for a sec. And if I'm completely honest... In that moment when she asked me, are you afraid of that? I was. I was afraid of that. And I think many creatives are afraid of running out of art. So after that conversation, I thought about the possibility. What if that actually happened? And what if that actually happened to me? So I started to analyze my art and, of course, me being me and thinking too much. I analyzed my art and how I made it and what inspired it and how I went about it and how long it took me. And I asked myself, could I be creative on demand? Could I go into the studio nine to five instead of staying up all night for three days in a row? Could I do that? And from that exercise, diving deep into my own process, I observed trends and themes that were showing up over and over and over again, which I'll share with you today. And I also found that creativity is not something to be unleashed like so many people in blogs and books and coaches would tell you. I think creativity is an emotion. And as long as I'm willing to experience it, as long as I'm open to it, as long as I allow it to come through me, I will be creative. And that takes a bit of bravery and courage to go where the creativity takes you. Another thing that I noticed is that the only time I feel fearful is when I'm not making art. But once I get started, it just keeps on going and going and going and new ideas come flooding in. And that's really what I became interested in, which is this creating continuation of creativity so that I never, ever run out of art. 
I have three trends that I want to share with you. Trend number one is that everything is art. Everything is art. I do believe that. I believe that everything is art. Everything can be art. Everything can be turned into art. Experiences, sounds, technology, and of course, my favorite, ideas. Now, if everything is art, if I truly believe that, then that presupposes that anything can be an inspiration for that art, even art itself. When I believe that, and I have that attitude, I find the inspiration and creativity are all around me. In fact, I cannot escape it even if I tried. So let me show you some examples of this trend. I have several different collections in the gallery at the moment, and all of them embody this trend that everything is art. I'll put a link in show notes so you can see all four collections, but I'll start with my favorite, which is Ideas as Art. This is I Paint Ideas collection. And for this collection, I often interview thought leaders from all over the world and they share their work with me. Through our conversations, I find a kernel of inspiration for new art, something that they share with me, something, maybe a word, a phrase, vibe, maybe it's an impression that I get, maybe it's a feeling from our conversation that I get, and then I take that and I turn it into art. And it happens most of the time, but not not every time, but when it does happen, it becomes a painting, an oil painting on canvas. And one of those paintings is called The Goddess Way. The Goddess Way is three feet by four feet oil on canvas. And it was inspired by my dear friend, Catherine Ford. Catherine is women's empowerment expert and the founder of the Excellence Institute. And I had a pleasure to interview her about her work. What she does is amazing. She helps women create the best life for themselves and not only figure out what that is, but also help them get it. And what I love about her and her work is her approach to taking this active role that is born out of gratitude to creating what you want to be, have, and do effortlessly. And that's the goddess way, which is what I wanted to capture. Effortlessly getting what you want. That's the goddess way. And in the painting, you see a woman swimming up from the ocean of gratitude to her best self and with her essence echoing through the sea. You can see that in the colors that she leaves behind, the ripples she's making on the way. But also that has a double meaning, which is that sometimes we have to let go of things that are no longer serving us to get to where we want to go next. And that really represents Catherine's work to me. So I showed it to her. She loved it. She actually said that I nailed it, which made my day. Another example uh, for this everything is art trend is from my diary collection where I'm translating my personal experiences, dreams, lots of dreams, uh, events, thoughts, uh, thoughts that are keeping me up at night, things that annoy me into visual art. One time I made this painting and when I was finished, I showed it to my husband because he was there and I asked him, does this look like copyright infringement to you? And he just gave me this puzzled look and he said, no, it's a boat. I'm like, yeah, it's a boat. It's called the sailboat in the storm. But I made it after someone took my content and published it on their website without permission. So I had to go through all the unpleasantries of defending my IP and sending cease and desist letter and having uncomfortable conversations. I was so mad that that happened. And when it happened, that I was doing probably a good week 
if not longer. And during that period, I made the sailboat in the storm. And I can tell you there's a lot of fury in that sail because I was so mad. Not only that I made one painting, I made two paintings. I was that mad. And the second one is called Blue Angel Running, which is a little bit more literal uh, representation of a creative person uh, expanding their energy. Because as a creative, you're trying to be original. You're trying to do your work. You're spending your time and your energy and your resources on, on creating this. And then somebody just comes and takes it. And that's just not acceptable. Just flat no. Uh, but now everything's good. They, they We resolved it. They took it down and all is good now. But oh, man, I was so mad. I can't even begin to tell you. It's, it's triggering every time I think about it. Another collection that embodies this trend that everything is art is Thou Art Notes collection, where I'm taking audio messages, spoken words, and other sounds and turning them into digital visual art. That's sound as art. And it started with my daughter asking me to create something for her room. Took me a little bit longer than it should have, but that's a story for another day. But I ended up doing a recording of myself saying, I love you, beautiful. Her name is Bella. I call her beautiful. Uh, so I said, I love you, beautiful. I recorded it. And then I took this heat map of the sound wave and abstracted it to create digital abstract art. I didn't change the sound wave or the frequency of the wave itself, which I think would be a mistake because that would lose the emotion and the, and the energy that is contained in that sound wave. So it was just abstracted. I worked with what I had. It turned out great. She loved it, which was more important. And then we made 8 by 10 print, a very portable that she can take to school. And what I love about it is that she can see that message every time she wakes up. I love you, beautiful. And that just makes me so happy. But since then, I became a bit obsessed. So I made everybody in my house record something so that I can uh, make more of these, you know, dial art notes. I made my dog bark, my puppy, Miss Bailey. I made her bark. So I made Miss Bailey speaks. My son was singing, you're my sunshine. So we turned that into dial art notes, love notes, symphony of frogs, engine noises, crystal ball frequencies, music recordings, you name it. And then at some point, I asked my husband to record something so I can turn it into art. And to that, he said, leave me alone. And I thought, perfect. That sounds awesome. I think you should record that. And so he did. So if you go to the gallery, you can see, leave me alone. And what I love about this Thou Art Notes images is that they really capture the energy and emotion of the sound so beautifully and uniquely. Um, and it's pretty cool if I can say so myself. And then the fourth collection along the lines of everything is art is technology as art. Finding inspiration in technology comes from bringing all of my interests under the umbrella of art. You may know that I'm a polymath. I struggle to pick one thing to be my thing in a conventional sense. And so art allows me to do that by exploring different topics that I'm interested in and painting about it. So the Emerging Tech Collection is about the impact of emerging tech on society. I did 53 qubits, for example, about quantum computing. I did In Between the Masks, which is about personas that we create in digital space on social media for ourselves. And I think my favorite is a painting called Acceleration of Change, which I affectionately nicknamed La Paloma. It shows what it feels like 
to be confronted by the accelerated change, which is something that we're experiencing on a daily basis, and it's only getting faster and faster and faster. And what the painting shows is a tango between optimism for the future and the fear of the unknown. I made my mom play La Paloma repeatedly, which is a tango, so I can feel the rhythm of the painting before I did it. And she was such a such a good sport. She did it for me over and over and over again. And that's why we call her La Paloma. So this trend, everything is art, really opens up so much creativity and inspiration of what's possible because anything can be art. So technology, experiences, sounds, it just takes the lid off, it erases the boundaries of what my art could be. Again, the links to all four collections are in show notes. So you just go to ipaintideaspod.com forward slash trends 2021 and you'll be able to see all of them. All right, trend number two, creating an art continuum. Now you're probably thinking, what the heck is that? What is art continuum? Well, I made it up. The art continuum TM, since we're talking about protecting IP, is the term that I coined to describe the creation of new art by adding dimensions to expand, extend, and enrich the original, regardless of its medium. And I call the process of creating this new art, putting art on a continuum. And what it means is that I'm taking the original piece and moving it along different dimensions like time, space, modality, and so on. So let's say I use a modality dimension which covers a spectrum of modalities like audio, visual, text, tactile, and so on. So if I was to take the original piece of art, like a spoken word, um, like an interview that I'm doing with thought leaders and turn it into visual art, like an oil painting, that would be putting art on continuum. And it's exactly what I'm doing in the I Paint Ideas collection. I'm moving the art of the interview into visual art. I'm changing it from audio to visual Um, Another example is one time I wrote a poem for my painting Max and Me. And it wasn't a poem at the time when I first did it. It was narration for a video that I wanted to make about uh, the painting. And I gave it to my daughter to check grammar because English is my second language. I don't compute articles. So I wanted that to be right. And also it had some French words. She speaks French. So I just wanted all of it to be right before I recorded it. And she looked at it and she was like, what is this? Are you writing poems to your art now? Like what's happening? So then I thought art poetry. What that's interesting. That's taking a visual art and turning it into text, into poem. Or I can take visual art like oil paintings and talk about them on a podcast. Now I'm turning visual into audio, talking about the inspiration, talking about how it came about and and so on. So it just enhances the original. If I look at, let's say, time dimension, past, present, future, I'm taking an original painting and creating a sequel or a prequel like movies do, which is something I did for stepping into the future. I believe it's an acrylic and it's a huge painting that I did as a future iteration of an original that I made 15 years prior. And that one was destroyed, never to be seen again. And for years, I agonized over should I redo it because I really liked it. It was the best one I did. And the subject matter was important to me. And I didn't know if I should redo it or create something new or just let it go and and let it be. 
So I ended up iterating on it and making this future iteration, kind of next chapter in that story that was that was told by the original painting. Or look at the time and break it down into smaller increments, into a sequence and make a progression, which is what I did for my painting Wrinkle in a Dream. That original oil painting was based on a recurring dream that I had as a kid. And then I broke it down and created a sequence of four digital pieces. Actually, I made more, but I settled on four, which really shows better the recurring nature of a dream. So it extends it, it creates more art, but it tells a better story at the same time. Spatial dimension, in my mind, would be... You know, your 2D space, 3D space, physical space, virtual, virtual reality, augmented reality, and so on. So if I take 2D painting and turn it into crypto art, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm working on it, but I think there is too much environmental impact. So I'm not releasing anything until I figure out how to offset that impact. You can take 2D painting and make it into a sculpture. Or think of the fully immersive experiences based on visual art like the Van Gogh immersive exhibition touring the country at the moment. Looking at the medium dimension, the sky's the limit. I mean, think about it. Analog, digital, installation art, photography, fashion, music, film, dance, performance art, culinary art. The sky's the limit. And it just lends itself so beautifully to really exciting collaborations. I think about what would my art taste like as a dish. Now, I probably couldn't pull that off because I can, you know, I burn spaghetti. So I think that one is out of the window. But what about fashion line? What about if it was a film? What about if it was an expressive dance? I think those are really interesting possibilities. This may sound like a case of repurposing, but it's really not. I think of repurposing like taking one thing and just repackaging it, you know, either break it down into smaller pieces or just change its format so that people can consume it the way that they want to, whether they want to read it or listen to it or watch it. But it's essentially the same thing. Putting art on continuum is different because it tells fuller, richer story about the original, about the subject or the message of that original painting. It provides a complete or more complete expression of the original. And a great example of that is my painting Innovate or Die. Innovate or Die started as an oil painting, but ended up as an art group, a whole art group. Innovate or Die is a painting inspired by my interview with a dear, dear friend, Juliet Murphy. And Juliet is a leading career coach, and she works with a lot of corporate clients and advising millennials. And we were talking about how older generations sometimes overlook ideas from younger people because, well, they're younger and, you know, the premise is that they don't know anything. So at some point in the discussion, Juliet just bursted out and she said, well, you have to innovate or you die. And that's the truth. And I thought that was really interesting. So I created the original called Innovate or Die, which is an oil painting on canvas. And then I took the image of the original and transformed it digitally into four pieces that depict the life cycle of innovation. It started with a piece called Swept by an Idea, which is that at the very beginning, when you're swept by, you're in love with your idea and you want to do it and, and everything is great. But then the next one is called Innovation from Above. Some time has passed. You have a little bit of a perspective. Maybe you're checking your assumptions and what you thought was straight is actually curved and what you thought was curved is actually straight. And you had 
a chance to assess that idea. So innovation from above. The next one is innovation in motion. That's when the innovation is actually happening. And then the fourth one is when ideas die, because as they say, sometimes you have to kill your darlings, which is never, ever, ever fun. I can tell you that from personal experience, never fun, but sometimes you have to do it. So that's the fourth piece in that digital series. And then I wasn't fully satisfied that that's enough to talk about innovation. So I animated innovation in motion and made it into a video with music that is integral part of it. So it became this evolution of that oil painting that I started with that tells the story about innovation. Of course, I'll put a link in show notes so you can see all of these pieces. But it's pretty cool because it went from the spoken word of the interview, audio, to analog visual 2D physical art. Now I have to like specify the whole thing, right? It went from the analog to the art to digital. It went from digital static to digital dynamic. And then it went from silent to, to sound. So a lot of changes happened to that original idea, but I think it's, it tells the story so much better story about innovation. Again, I'll put links in show notes so you can see all of, all of those examples. Theme number three the insight perspective. I always loved how the cubist movement tried to show different viewpoints of a subject at the same time from different vantage points. But what I want to do is show art's point of view. What is the art's point of view? What does the world inside of the painting looks like? And what is the insight that the painting or the artwork brings to the table? Now, you may have heard me talk about this before because I talk about it all the time. But in my mind, Art has a soul. It's an entity of its own. It has its own energy. Now, sure, you can say, I gave it the material expression with a bunch of paint on canvas. But that artwork holds an imprint of several energies coming together. The idea or the subject matter of the piece, you know, what it's trying to communicate, the story, the emotions that it conveys, the initial inspiration, how it came about, the circumstances of how it came about, and of course, part of me as an artist as well. So it's not a stretch for me to be curious about art's point of view from inside the painting. So, for example, I did this five feet by four feet painting called An Artist Trapped in Nerd's Mind from my diary collection. For as long as I can remember, I refer to myself as an artist trapped in nerd's mind. And it's sort of um, a version of a self-portrait because I would never actually do a self-portrait. But I do all these different paintings that probably give people a lot more information about myself than anybody cares about but okay so the original oil is um, the viewer looking at a nerd it's black and white mostly and you can see cracks of the artist trying to break through this logical candy coating you can you can see a little bit of color peeking through of that artist desperately trying to escape and in the digital companion, you can see the artist on the edge of the canvas on the verge of reaching this escape velocity, looking up into the light because, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I, I need to be a little bit optimistic there. And it's vibrant cobalt blue, which is my favorite color. And I thought, you know, digital extension is really appropriate here in this case because the artist is not only trapped in nerd's mind, but now she's also trapped in PNG file which now that I think about it is a little bit cruel, but I can tell you, she will never give up. She will never give up trying to escape. 
So there you have it, the three trends that I'm seeing in my art. And when I think about them, whether that's belief that everything is art, creating art and continuum and moving it along different dimensions, creating more and more art in different mediums in different ways, whether that's being curious about what's art's point of view, it just shows me that creativity and inspiration really would never stop. And I like that. And as an artist, that gives me comfort and puts that fear in check. And I like that too. I know I shared a lot of different examples today. So make sure to go to show notes at ipaintideaspa.com forward slash trends 2021 and check out the art that I talked about on today's podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe and make sure you leave a review.